Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 7-12 on this Friday morning. Seems like a long week, although it wasn't really. I guess a long week of having fun with Mardi Gras and so forth, right? But we get to rest up. Our chance for rain today, and primarily, I guess, the biggest chance for showers is going to be increasing until around 10, 11 o'clock or so. Then it diminishes and lingers a little bit into Saturday morning, and then turns cold. Highs today of 62, highs tomorrow only of 49, and it's going to be windy and feel colder than that with plenty of clouds around. Sunday's nice, highs of 54 but still chilly, and then Sunday night, Monday morning, lows of 30 on the north shore, 38 south shore, but it warms up quickly next week, highs of 64, 70, 74, and then 76 by Thursday. David Hammer joins us now, WWL Louisiana investigative reporter. David, good morning, first of all. I hope you had a nice Mardi Gras. I did. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah, it's tough to segue from Mardi Gras into uh, this topic. But this is this is uh, unbelievable to me, but you guys uncover some stuff over there. Tell, tell people that don't understand, maybe they got caught up in Mardi Gras, what's going on with the St. Tammany Parish coroner-elect? Yeah, this is uh, Dr. Christopher Tate, who has been elected. He ran unopposed in the fall and will take over as coroner on March 25th in St. Tammany Parish. It'll be the first time that St. Tammany will have a new coroner in over 10 years. Um, And we broke the story on Sunday night after the Super Bowl that he faced child sexual assault charges in New Mexico back in 2001 and 2002. Uh, Now you're innocent until proven guilty, obviously. Uh, and he was not proven guilty in a court of law, but the reason is because the uh, there was a speedy trial violation. It, it took too long for the prosecutors to bring the charges to trial. There was negotiations for a plea deal, et cetera, et cetera, some back and forth between the defense and the prosecution, and Tape's defense uh, team challenged it as a speedy trial violation and it was thrown out. But the record is extensive and includes his uh, admission to police that he had a seven-year-old girl's, this is the daughter of his girlfriend at the time, seven-year-old girl's pants and underwear down, spanked her and touched her bare bottom. And the girl alleged that he had her posing in different positions there was pornography recovered at the at the house that depicted similar uh, things with barely legal magazines and videos of young 
young women uh, posing in the in that way and and whipping and things like this. And when I confronted him about this, he didn't deny it. He said that was legal pornography. He said that he uh, was whipping this uh, child in, in loco parentis, meaning in place of the girl's parent who was not there. And I was able to find this girl who's now 30 years old and interview her. Uh, she did not reach out to me. She did not want to be named. All of her, her name was redacted from all of the old uh, court documents, but I was able to find her through the prosecutor's office. So now let me interrupt for a second. And I think that says a lot because this is not somebody that had an ax to grind. This is somebody that you had to seek out and really wasn't anxious to come forward, correct? Correct. And she thought that this was over. She thought that, you know, she she said this lingers with her. This affects her life on a regular basis in a negative way with her relationships with men and things like this. And it's been very difficult for her. And she thought that everybody had forgotten about it. Uh, there was some news coverage at the time in the early 2000s in New Mexico about it. Uh, so this was not a a hidden thing. This was in the public record, but nobody knew about it here. And people here who I'd interviewed uh, were surprised to learn that this was in Dr. Tape's past. And I also found that Dr. Tape faced allegations of sexual harassment in Lafayette from an employee at the private forensic pathology uh, business that he ran there. And he moved to St. Tammany Parish about a year ago, and when he was elected coroner, he had been there for less than a year, and people did not know about this history. So, uh, you know, we felt it was important, even though he's never been found guilty of a crime, we felt it was important for people who now have him as an elected official, and he is running sexual assault uh nurse examiner program for St. Tammany Parish and the sexual assault response team for a five parish area. We thought it was important that the uh, voters in that area knew that this is the person that they had elected without a, any kind of opposition or any kind of voting. Um, he, You're innocent until proven guilty, but he was not exonerated either. And Right. Um, I don't think it's stretching things to say that he got off on a technicality, would you? Well, I asked him that. I said in an, in my interview with him on the phone, uh, which we showed in the story, that, you know, I asked him, is this, this a technicality? And he said, well, if you consider the Constitution a technicality, you can think that. Uh, and, you know, from his perspective— it's not a technicality because the Constitution protects his right to a speedy trial. Uh, but I think a lot of people would say, well, you know, that's the definition of a technicality. It's something that's unrelated to whether he was guilty or innocent. It was it had to do with timing of when the charges were were brought. Um, the government there, had, the, the prosecutor's office had gone through a change in, in leadership in the interim between his arrest and his indictment, and the judge found that the, a 14-month delay between his arrest and his indictment was too long under the constitutional protection for a speedy trial. 
And so, you know, again, as he said, I think he's he's right for sure in this. It, it depends on how you look at it. If you think that that's technicality, then you can think that. So to be clear, he admits the behavior with the seven-year-old at the time, correct? He admit. So let me be clear on that. He admits that he spanked her and says that he felt that he was right, uh, uh, given the authority to do so by the mother. Now, I interviewed the mother uh, who says that's not true, mm-hmm. that she had no idea that and she wasn't she was not spanking her child at that time. She said uh, her child told her uh, the seven year old girl told her, um, you know, that he had spanked her for no reason. And and then she also said that he did similar things in the bedroom with her that told her that this was not made up by her child, that this was a real thing, That and that's when she confronted him. The then seven-year-old, whom you found, um, didn't really want to come forward, but she did, and said not only stands by her story, but says she still suffers from the effects of it today, correct? That's correct. All right. Yes, and, and you know, that is typical, you know, from having many conversations with me over the years about child sexual abuse cases, that that is quite typical, uh, unfortunately, that that type of thing lingers, uh, especially when you feel like nobody's listening at the time. Uh, And in this case, it was reported right away. The police came. They arrested him. They went after him, charged him. uh, But it was an unsuccessful prosecution. Hmm. Let me take a break. We'll pick it up here. We come back. A lot of people wondering how could this happen and what happens from here. David Hammer, our friend, WWL Louisiana investigative reporter, talking about the St. Tammany coroner elect and having the, him him saying himself, the, the uh, person, uh, the doctor saying that the cases, if you call a technicality, Dr. Christopher Tape, charges being dismissed on a technicality, if you call the Constitution a technicality, but it was certainly not exonerated and the victims standing by their stories and, and, and story rather, and it just scratches your head as to how this could happen. And you got to wonder what happens from here. 722 Traffic Now, WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 726 and a half, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Quickly back to Dave and Hammer, WWL, Louisiana investigative reporter, talking about the coroner-elect in St. Tammany Parish, Dr. Christopher Tape, who had, uh, at the least, some serious issues that followed him from New Mexico. David, somebody wanted to know about the um, 
the the plea bargain and the details on that because again sometimes you, you bargain if you have no defense or although you can plead no contest I don't want to get into the weeds here on this but I think they're asking about the plea bargain that there had to have been some maybe guilt there if he was willing to accept a plea bargain do you know the details on that well he did not plea bargain there 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 was plea bargaining negotiations that went on during the course of this according to the documents but he did not plead to anything in new mexico the case was tossed the indictment was tossed out because of a speedy trial violation so that's not a plea bargain uh he accepted no guilt he the case was dismissed because of this violation of his constitutional right to a speedy trial um you know the thing that's interesting now tommy is what's going to happen with dr christopher tape and the taking office as scheduled on on march 25th um you know i was out of town yesterday so i couldn't be there but uh mike pearlstein uh jumped on the story when the entire north shore legislative delegation called for dr tape to resign ahead of taking office as coroner um, the parish president and the head of the parish council say that they're very concerned and uh, are calling on the medical board and other agencies to release all of the relevant documents. This is a key issue that we've seen over and over again, actually, in cases involving doctors. The medical board in Louisiana does not have to release any documents under the Public Records Act. They are exempt from releasing their records including the application. Dr. Tape says that he disclosed to the medical board that he had been charged in New Mexico, but we have no proof of that because the medical board will not release its records to anyone. So there are some things that are happening at the government level, and the whole entire North Shore legislative delegation is calling on Dr. Tape to resign, and if he won't, they are calling for a recall election. But again, he still hasn't taken office. So it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens between now and March 25th. Does he take office as scheduled? And then if he does, is there an effort by the voters to recall him when he's not been convicted of any crime? I'm going to let news know we're going to be about a minute late here because I want to follow up on this. Politically, I don't remember the race. Did he run unopposed? Did he have any endorsements from any elected officials? No, he ran unopposed. So he was voted in by accl- acclamation. You know, he, yeah. he they went through the qualifying period. He was the only person who ran, and that by default he became the coroner at that point. Wow. So again, nobody reviewed this. Uh, you know, he said in the interview with me, if he, if somebody had run against him, maybe he would have. Uh, this would have come out during the campaign, which he's absolutely right. Uh, you know, but. That didn't happen, so now it's coming out from my reporting, and again, it's up to the voters and the people of the parish to decide whether they accept this. Because again, he becomes the—he's not only doing investigations on deaths uh, and, and and autopsies, but he is also in charge of sexual assault response, and he says that his experience being, in his words, wrongly accused makes him qualified to do that. But when he was asked to take over that program, when he worked for the coroner's office last year, he declined. So it'll be interesting to see if people are willing to accept that role for him as the coroner. 
And a question about working for the coroner's office all that time also raises question, really. Correct. And I asked uh, the current coroner, Dr. Chuck Preston, why he didn't do a background check. And he said he was relying on the medical board. And he figured that if the medical board said he is okay to practice medicine, then he must be uh, a clean from a criminal standpoint. This is something that we've seen actually across the country as a major problem. If anybody's familiar with the Dr. Death podcast that was very popular and then turned into a movie, this was the case with doctors who uh, went continually, you know, conducted surgeries and things like that. And uh, even though they were under investigation for uh, killing people in those cases, they continued to be hired because there was nothing released by the medical board. So. This is another question. Does does the medical board continue to be exempt from the Public Records Act and their documents continue to be kept secret when people need to know whether these things, uh, you know, whether there's a history there that they need to be aware of when it comes to doctors? Thank you, David. Appreciate your time and your work. We'll talk to you again, 732, a couple of minutes late, time for WWL First News. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.